What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, a look at some of the players that have reportedly been involved in some top 30 visits and pre-draft visits for your Miami Dolphins, who they are as prospects, and how they could possibly fit as pieces to the puzzle for the 2022 Miami Dolphins. Tap in, you, me, Locked on Dolphins. Let's get after it. Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. We are just over a week away from the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, probably nine days away from the Dolphins making a selection in the 2022 NFL Draft, but I digress. Very exciting times here on Locked on Dolphins. Me as your host, Kyle Krabs, uh, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com. Huge draft, Nick. Uh, so excited for this time of year. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked on Sports listeners get 50% off $500. Use code Locked On at checkout. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And today, I'm going to be talking about some pre-draft visits, the talents that are involved, how they could fit, what that might tell us about other players in this class who could fulfill a similar role. Hmm, very interesting. I think if you had to start with anybody, you'd probably have to start with Georgia running back, James Cook, and this player was reported to have had his visit lined up with the Dolphins just under two weeks ago. So this visit has come and gone. This is not breaking news that the Dolphins did a pre-draft visit with James Cook. But what's very interesting to me is James Cook's style of play relative to the backs that had been brought in, and then you can start to search for other backs within this year's class who have similar skill sets. That's where it gets interesting in my eyes. James Cook, if you're not familiar, uh, was a running back on the national champion Georgia Bulldogs, shared the backfield with Zamir White, who is very much the hammer of the two. He's a 215, 220-pound back. James Cook is smaller, more condensed. He's short, uh, not too dissimilar from Dalvin, and yes, there is relation there. Uh, from a stature perspective, he's not as big as Dalvin, uh, but he's probably a better pass catcher than Dalvin was. I don't think he's as dynamic as a runner, but uh, James Cook was in a running back stable at the, with the Georgia Bulldogs, and this is somebody who Georgia spent a lot of time moving around the offensive sets. They lined him up out wide and had him run go routes down the field, and he was catching them and getting targets there. Uh, his receiving skill set out of the backfield, very, very, very high caliber. And I think that becomes an interesting conversation because when we talk about backs in Miami, we typically are like, okay, where's the 215, 220-pound sledgehammer guy? As compared to, okay, where's the 195-pound guy who can go out and uh, catch the rock out of the backfield? Because that's James Cook. And um, I, I think about what James would bring, and it would be 
continuity amongst your skill sets. And I would imagine with the way the Dolphins pursued wide receivers, more specifically Tyreek Hill to pair with Jalen Waddell, with their running it back with Durham Smythe, there is some interchangeability with some of your talent as far as we've talked in the past about core principles, right? What are your core principles as a football team? Like, what are your staple plays that you want to run? And then you as a play caller, your challenge is how many different ways, how many different personnel groupings, how many different looks and formations and motions and shifts can we use to get back to those same bread and butter plays? And you think about Chase Edmonds and what he can do as a pass catcher out of the backfield. And if you go out and you get another player in that light, like a James Cook, that's another layer to continuing to keep opposing defenses on their toes because it's not, okay, there's uh, Malcolm Brown's in the game, so let's load up the box and stuff a critical run on a short yardage situation. It's great when it works. Specialization is great when it works, and it's probably more effective than having multiple layers of players who you ask to do the same things. But the give and take there is if you can't outmuscle the opposition when they know what you're going to do, doesn't do you a lot of good. So this seems like a little bit of a philosophical shift, assuming the Dolphins follow through and either draft James Cook or players like James Cook. I think Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. He's not as uh, good with his vision as what James Cook is, but he was recruited as a slot receiver uh, before transitioning to play running back. Similar stature as players. Uh, I would take both of those guys over Miles Gaskin. And we spent some time yesterday talking about things we're excited to see for the Dolphins offense. And we included the screen game and we talked about speed on the perimeter and all that jazz. Uh, but in general, I guess as a footnote that I should be able to slide in here as an additional add-on, is getting the backs more involved, catching the ball out of the backfield. There were not too many instances where you felt like, okay, we're consistently getting our backs involved in mismatches against linebackers in space and asking them to create. Like There should be design concepts for that, and it felt like the backs largely... Uh, with this past regime, were more of an afterthought as far as how they were approached to and, and tasked with um, contributing in the passing game beyond pass protection. So uh, James Cook, certainly one to watch from a projection standpoint, that's a third-round player. You might be able to get, if you go a different, uh, different direction and you want to get Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, you could probably get him in the fourth because he didn't run particularly well. But James Cook, that, that would be your first pick if you were to follow through on that guy. So what this is going to allow us to do is start to string together uh, some mini boards for like your third and fourth picks and then like your seventh round draft picks as far as who we should be mindful of and watching to see if they gain traction for the Dolphins. Okay. Mother's Day is just around the corner, so I need everybody to dial in, please, okay? This is a very important window for most of you who listen to this podcast. 
So what I would love for you to do is get your, your significant other or your mom something she will not forget on Mother's Day this year, right? Whether it's wife, girlfriend, mother, mother-in-law, grandmother, you name it. If you're looking for fine jewelry to celebrate life's special moments, but you're having trouble choosing where to go, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. Celebrating the special woman in your life, on BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of pieces of fine jewelry options at every price point. This Mother's Day mom, get her something she'll treasure forever. Locked On Sports listeners are getting $50 back off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Next visit, top 30 visit reported courtesy of uh, Justin Mello of thedraftnetwork.com. Washington State cornerback Jalen Watson uh, met virtually, excuse me, with the Dolphins. Six foot three. 204 pounds, 447 at the pro day, 38 inch vertical jump at his disposal. Pretty good athlete, pretty good height, weight, speed athlete uh, on the outside. So Jalen Watson is somebody who's probably going to be a mid round player. I think he's probably between the two buckets of picks that the Dolphins have right now. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he snuck into the top 100 or the, the first three rounds. But I'd also be very surprised if he was there in the seventh. So Watson for me for the Dolphins is probably a hybrid type defender. Uh, I do think he's at his best when he could play on the body of guys. Um, I don't necessarily see the movement skills on the outside. He matched up against Drake London in their, their matchup against USC this year. And he showed some really bright flashes of physicality, but he also kind of struggled on the perimeter with his transition. So Watson, for me, is somebody who's a hybrid defensive back who shows good appetite for playing physical, good ability to step up and play the line of scrimmage, and is probably somebody who would have a prominent special teams role for the team. And I know nobody wants to sit here and listen to me talk about special teams for 20 minutes, but it's, it is an important layer, especially for a roster now, that's starting to fill itself out and is starting to look more and more complete. Having guys who can come in and contribute on teams, look at Noah Benogany is a perfect example of the doomsday scenario. You draft a guy high, he can't get on the field because he's stuck behind Byron Jones and Sabian Howard stays healthy. Uh, he can't get in the nickel because there's too many pre-snap processing things involved for him. Uh, as a player who's still new to the position, and you're scrapping to get him onto special teams as a gunner. That's obviously a little different story because he was a first-round draft selection at number 30 overall. 
But with guys that are mid-round guys, if that happens, you don't make the team, right? Like if you're a fourth-round pick and you can give nothing on defense and you can't contribute on special teams, you will not get the benefit of the doubt from a roster spot because the financial implications of moving on from you are zip, zada, zilt, zero. Make no mistake, that's why Noah Benogany is still here because the money, the investment that they made and the money that they're committed to for him is too much to justify parting ways. So, Jalen Watson, I, I do think it's interesting that they're continuing to look for size in the secondary uh, when you consider what they have there, the physicality they have in the corners. You know, Maybe they view him as a developmental outside corner. Hard to say. It's also hard to say that that he's going to land because I think his sweet spot is ultimately between uh, the Dolphins' two buckets of picks. The next top 30 visit that uh, caught my eye, and, and we do not know all of them. I know a bunch of you have asked, hey, Kyle, can you get a list of all the, the top 30 visits and talk about you know the players that they're bringing in and go from there? I can give you the ones that have been reported. Um... And we, we can work with what we got there. Uh, JT Woods, safety from Baylor, Senior Bowl participant. It's a really interesting player. And you're going you're gonna to discover a, um, a trend here pretty quick. Uh, six foot two, 195 pounds, 32 and 3 8 inch arms, ran a 4.36, 40-yard vertical jump, 10 foot 8 broad jump, 1.52, 10-yard split. Okay, so... This is another defensive back. Woods was more of a true safety at the college level as compared to Watson, Jalen Watson playing more corner. But JT Woods, regardless, six foot two, that's 92nd percentile for safeties. His 436 uh, 40-yard dash is the 97th percentile for safeties. His 40-yard vertical jump is 92nd percentile for safeties. His broad jump of 10 foot 8 is 88th percentile for safeties. His 1-5-2 10-yard split is 77th percentile for safeties. His arm length is 75th percentile for safeties. Height, weight, speed, athlete in the secondary. Hmm, interesting. We've now got two of these guys. Watson, again, more of a true corner at the college level, a little bit more dense. But JT Woods, and, and here's what I like about the Baylor kids, all the Baylor kids. Kalen Barnes at corner, JT Woods, Jalen Petrie, all their guys that play in the back seven. Maybe not the linebacker. I'm a little cooler on Terrell Bernard, the, the, the linebacker. But all these secondary guys coming out of Baylor right now, they played for Dave Aranda. And if you don't know who Dave Aranda is, he's one of the most well-respected defensive minds in college football. He was with the LSU Tigers when they won the national championship. Then goes to Baylor to replace Matt Rule. These are cerebral football players. Now, they're not the players that Dave Aranda recruited, right? He hasn't been there long enough. These are Matt Rule's players. But Matt Rule, from a program development standpoint, always had a really interesting philosophy. It was, we want to go get guys that have the uncoachables and coach them up. We want to get rare athletic blends of traits, and we will build them up. Easier said than done, but at least at the college level, and especially at a program like Baylor, right? 
where Matt Rule steps in after leveling up Temple the way that he did, you get a chance to, you get a little bit more of a leash. And Matt Rule very quickly found enough impact athletes that if every guy's a coin flip, but you go get 30 uh, boom or bust recruits that have just have all the physical traits you can't teach, and everyone's a coin flip, suddenly you get 15 guys at the college level. And you've got a runway that's going to allow you to see that through and build those guys up. So they had the traits that Matt Rule wanted to covet as a team that could not recruit with the big dogs, but wanted to give themselves a fighting chance to turn themselves into a competitive program. And then you get him playing for Dave Aranda. So, hmm, there's a lot to like here with this. And this is the trend that I've, I've, I'm noting as I'm looking at who they have brought in uh, for their pre-draft visits that I think might be trying to tell us something as far as who are they looking to add. I don't think we typically associate the secondary as a position that we're going to see the Dolphins draft early. And maybe they don't draft it early. But depending on how they move and shake from here, I would not be surprised to see the Dolphins be very busy on draft weekend, even if they don't have a lot of picks. Manufacturing more picks, trading back, trading up, being like they're going to have a couple of guys that they're going to go out and get. And it's not going to be as easy as it was last year when I sat here and I was like, hmm, looking at the Dolphins offense and Tua Tagovailoa style of play, Jalen Waddell's the best fit amongst the top skill pass catchers. I think he should be the pick. He's my number one pass catcher for the Dolphins on their board. And, hmm, the Dolphins need more organic pass rush. They really like explosive athletes. Jalen Phillips should probably be the top name on their list. And if he's not, it's because of the concussion history. Magically, both those guys get drafted by the Dolphins. It was a huge brand win for me that, you know, I'm a big draft guy. And to try and connect the dots and think with logic and to have the Dolphins mirror that and then have those players go on to have the seasons that they had last year. Chef's kiss. But you know what? That's not going to happen this year. There's so much that's going to happen out in front. So the best that I can do to try to read the tea leaves is look for trends amongst the players. And we have one with Jalen Watson and JT Woods as two of the players that the Dolphins have shown a strong amount of interest in. I've also shown a strong amount of interest in Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely positively delicious. Right now, you can visit Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save 15% off your next order. That is Bilt.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Cameron Good from Cal is the next name on our list. And here's what I can tell you about Cameron Good. He's an older prospect, uh, six foot four, 240 pounds. He's been highly productive, but he's you know, played since 2017, which is true freshman season. So 20 and a half sacks, 36 career tackles for loss for Cameron Good. Uh, he had two career interceptions. They came in 2018 and 2017. He is somebody who is going to be a late-round target and I do think has some level of hybrid ability to play for you. 
and with the Dolphins and a lot of moving pieces and somebody who could probably play a little bit stack off ball linebacker, but could also be walked up on the line of scrimmage. Okay, there's some variety here. Uh, but this is not a player for me that really moves the needle as like, okay, this is anything more than what you might get as the late round flyer guy. And with late round flyer guys, if you're an older prospect, that kind of takes the wind out of your sails for what we think the ceiling could probably be. Cole Strange, Chattanooga, top 30 pre-draft visit. This is a big one. This could be the first guy off the board for the Dolphins. Um, I know Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy uh, stated that he felt there was no way on social media the other day that Cole Strange gets out of the second round. And if that's the case, he's probably outside the Dolphins' strike zone. Uh, but I love the fact that they're kicking the tires on him here. If you want to add competition to the center room and teams do legitimately call and inquire about Michael Dieter from time to time, um, Cole Strange is a great add because I think he has the same kind of positional versatility that Michael Dieter does. Uh, Cole Strange would be going back to, to step one and starting over from a um, player development standpoint unless you keep them both on the roster, which I would not be mad about. And um, he played guard at Chattanooga, but you'd be probably drafting him to play center. What the ceiling is for the kid from Chattanooga, go watch the Kentucky game. Really good in the run game. There's a lot of player development that needs to happen for him as far as his consistency. Uh, him being able to um, anchor as a center and snap with accuracy and all that, like that's going to be where his player development comes into play. And that's perhaps if you want to get scared about what bringing Cole Strange in would look like, that's probably a good place to start because we don't know how quickly he'll acclimate to full-time life at the center position. But... Uh, this was a player who, when you watched him on tape, I got very excited about the potential of, of him coming in. Another defensive back, Zion Gilbert, Florida Atlantic. You will continue to see a trend. Six foot, 193, 4'4 flat, 40 inch vertical jump, 11 foot, 6 inch broad jump. Height, weight, speed athletes on the back end. Going to continue to be a point of emphasis for this team. Great. Now it's just trying to line up where they fall. And when the Dolphins' style of play, you have to have these kinds of guys, right? We heard Wes Welker on the Fish Tank talk about how life in the slot is more cerebral. Life on the outside is where the, the athletic freaks live. You got to be an athletic freak to win out there and win with consistency. And for the Dolphins who play as aggressive as they do and want to be as blitz-heavy as they are and want to have defenders that are able to play in the face of receivers and mirror on the outside with all that grass to cover, you need freak athletes to do it and to pull it off. So hopefully this is an indicator of the Dolphins continuing to be uh, looking to build their runway of a lot of cover zero, a lot of cover one, blitz-heavy, concepts with press coverage on the outside uh, and trying to get some athletes that they can get into the system and they can bring along in the same way that Nick Needham was brought along and just have a lot of depth out there for guys who 
can be wins. Heck, I mean, Noig Benogany was that. Now, Noig Benogany was a reach by about two rounds, if you ask me. And if you asked me back then, I'd have said the same thing. But you could see what the thought process was. In the, okay, this is a program that's, that's really keyed in on player development. He's got all the uncoachables. Uh, he probably wouldn't have been there in the range. Somebody was going to overdraft him based on the traits. Miami's betting on their ability to coach him out. Coach him up. Didn't work. Go find me the team that hits and bats a thousand. They don't. Now, you really could not have afforded to take an L with that pick with some of the other players that were available, just like you really could not have afforded to take an L with the Austin Jackson pick, too. And of course, there are those within the fan base who will be quick to remind you that there was another quarterback on the board at five. It is what it is. We got the players we got right now. I'm more focused on how do we move forward from here instead of lamenting and glooming and dooming and the sky is falling about decisions that were made two years ago. Because it's not going to do us any good to get a more competitive team here and now. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. These are all the visits that I have officially on the record that I can talk about. Uh, if I get any more, we can, of course, circle back to them. But I hope this was helpful for all of you Dolphins fans who have seen some of the, the trickling in of Dolphins having pre-draft visits with X, Y, or Z. Here's who they are, the ones that are on the record. And here's the trends, especially in the defensive backfield that we have identified. Let's keep that in mind as we continue forward. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins.